brown girls welcome back to brown girl power hour it's your girl ciara and candace and we are so happy that you are tuning in for our third episode wow let's just sit on that for a second our third episode we appreciate you all so much for tuning in we ask that you all follow us on instagram at brown girl power hour you can also submit any ideas for topics or questions you may have on our website um, that is browngirlpowerhour.com go to the contact us um, section and please just let us know if there's anything you would like for us to talk about now we just want to say We are just so, so excited to just record more episodes. Every time we sit down to record, we're like, ah, let's do this. And we just get so excited. I hope you guys can hear that I'm a little clearer. Your girl went out and bought some new headphones. So hopefully y'all can hear me a little bit better now. And I will um, pass it on to Candace to begin our brown girl banter. So I don't know if you guys remember last week when I brought up B. Simone and her book Scandal, um, she responded. And I thought, since I brought it up last week, I should take it upon myself to give you my input. So she said that she outsourced that section of her book. And honestly, her apology sounded like, yo, I understand that y'all are coming for me and I get it, but it was them. But because y'all see my face, I'm going to say it's about me, but really it's them. It wasn't me. I thought it sounded a little weird, but maybe I'm hypercritical of her apology. Anyway, um, I do think her team dropped the ball on it though. What do you think, C? I think that knowing that B. Simone really tried to, like, she really set a goal and just like being kind of a fan of her, I might be a little biased, but I feel like her response, other than that, because I didn't see the thing about the outsourcing, I saw where she di- directly um, spoke with her fans and she halted all of her book sales. So sis is not making any more money since this. And she did that, even though she probably could have still sold them, she stopped and now she is trying to rectify the situation and fix it and give those people credit and you know for what they contributed to her book and i think that that's really the best way you can do it is just stop she halted the sales of her books and now she's trying to make sure that those who contributed to the book which she did not know that they were contributing to the book is going to be properly recognized for their contribution to her book and that is why she halted sales to try to figure that out and get the legal stuff figured out and get them what they need from doing that which I feel like is a is the only way you can kind of handle that situation, especially if you were blindsided. I don't think that she would knowingly cheat someone. And if she does, and she did do that, then that she has to answer to God at the end of the day, you know, or to the law, because it's plagiarism. But I think the only way you can try to fix that situation is to really just try to give them credit and a percentage of their profit. Like, because you made a lot of money off that book and they did not receive any type of profit for that. You know, I I completely agree with that. And I definitely agree with you when you said she wouldn't knowingly do it. She doesn't want that kind of publicity of her book and she would definitely wouldn't want her book to stop selling. I think money talks and bullshit walks at the end of the day. And if she's stopping the inflow of her income to try to fix this, that says something. 
especially when we've all seen how driven she is to have a certain number in her bank account. So I just think that we should give her some grace because she's human and humans make mistakes. And I feel like it would have been different if she would have came back and be like, well, fuck y'all. I don't care how you feel. And I didn't know. So sue me. And it is what it is kind of thing. Like she didn't do that. She was like, I'm genuinely sorry. And I'm going to try to fix it the best I can. And I think that's the only thing you can ask from people who make mistakes. Right. And I completely agree with that, too. I think that was a very human thing. And a lot of people, a lot of followers, they kind of forget that, yeah, she's famous. Yeah, she got a lot of money, but she's still human. But, you know, that's part of cancel culture, which is now a thing that sociologists are studying, y'all, in case you didn't know, because I started studying it (laughs) during undergrad. And everybody knows what cancel is, but cancel culture is a very interesting and very new thing, because in history, it's not really normal for people to just automatically just write someone off and that's it. But the power of social media is so strong that literally with a couple of tweets and I mean a couple thousand not just like literally two but with a couple of tweets that it literally can end someone's career and that is the crazy thing we have so much power in what we tweet what we repost and what we put out on social media that it's so important to remember that people are different if this person has not had a history of being a grimy, shisty person, then I don't think that this should be the one thing that defines their whole life. Okay. So, but that's very subjective, isn't it? It is. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's so, sub- everything is so subjective. Yeah. Especially with social media. Like I can say, well, I don't think it's that bad when you're like, this is so horrific. And then you go cancel to somebody and I'm over here like, oh, Wow, I really like that bakery. <laughs> Honestly, it's okay about cancel culture because some people need to be canceled. However, the people that need to be canceled have not been canceled, in my personal opinion. But again, it's because it's subjective. <laughs> like the people I would cancel, like Takashi69, <laughs> I would cancel him completely. I want to cancel Nikki because Nikki has been friends with pedophiles and she's like that bro that's like oh yeah I know my brother did this thing to you or I know my ex did something to you but you'll be okay like they're they're good men I feel like Nikki is doing that a lot because her brother was convicted of that and so is Takashi and she goes so hard and I just don't understand how you can know that he dated someone underage and did whatever they did and then snitched and did everything and then it's okay I don't know. It's just me. Cancel culture is subjective. I am over here thinking of like who I would cancel. (laughs) I'm like, who? What's a favorite person I want to cancel? But I really cancel real people most of the time. You cancel real people that you know quicker than you cancel celebrities because you usually don't care too much. That is so true. I really don't give a crap about these people, and I think it's because I don't know them. Like, Mm -hmm. I I know what you're showing me what are you not showing me sis that i won't like you for so that's why i don't really read too much into mm-hmm. celebrities and and whatever they're doing unless i see it on twitter yeah I'm like okay let me see what this is about <laughs> i definitely feel that so brown girls that was the end of brown girl banter and like candace said you know it's important to preserve your peace thus our topic for today 
brown girl, preserve your peace. And this topic came to us because we find that peace is not spoken about and really spoken about in a way that is tangible. Everyone's like, oh, world peace. People don't ever talk about how to do that and what that looks like. And then not only that, but preserving your peace in 1950 would look very different than how to preserve your peace in 2020 and moving forward. And so whereas you may be able to go to your parents, I mean, if your parents aren't that old, I completely understand because mine aren't. Um, but, you know, if you go to your parents or, you know, whoever, they're usually learning from their parents. And that's why we get a lot of outdated um, information passed on to our generations. And because Brown Girl Power Hour is focused on empowering and uplifting brown girls, we wanted to really focus on this today because if you can preserve your peace, you can do anything. And that is why we are talking about this today. And it's like that saying, money can't buy you love. Money can't buy you happiness. And bring some shoes and shoes bring me happiness. Yeah, but shoes only make you happy because you're suppressing something. Like first read of the day. <laughs> but I read you out of love. I don't say I don't think I say anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, but it's important to have people who genuinely know you and genuinely know how you operate to be the ones to read you and not just like regular people that you don't normally talk to because I can read Candace in a way that she literally can't run from it because she knows I said nothing but facts so all she can do is just say wow damn okay and, so uh, just read me <laughs> yeah and like the linear very linear person that I am I'm okay with it because it's my best friend and I know she's not telling me anything to bring me down or hurt me or just to be malicious. I know it's out of love and I know it's out of wanting to see me do and be better. Yeah. And for example, one of the ways that I read Candace is literally preaching to her to preserve her peace because sis is so special sometimes. I love her so much. And she has such a big heart and she can be voluntarily naive because she just doesn't want to see the bad stuff in a situation she likes to try to stay on the positive but she will do that and then in the process disrupt her like equilibrium and then not feel any peace and as her friend I hate to see her looking like that and so we talk about different ways to preserve our peace and I like to say that I speak from experience. If you're a listener and we were friends in high school or college or you met me, I hope that you got the impression that I genuinely care about you <laughs> because I do and that I speak from only things that I have experienced. I literally only preach what I practice. I really got on Candace about practicing to preserve her peace because I am currently going through something with my family and it's just really, it's a really crazy situation. So I'm not going to get into the details of it, but basically I trusted someone with some information. They went behind my back and told some other family that information. And then I got verbally abused and, you know, tore down and attacked. It really, really affected me but in a weird way. So if it was me four years ago, I probably would have just crumbled. I wouldn't have been able to survive. I would have just been so sad and I would have cried so much. And don't get me wrong, I cried when everything started happening, but it took me maybe an hour to get over it. And it took me an hour to get over it because I 
went to all of those family members and I directly asked them, you know, who said the information. Nobody would tell me who it was, which made me, you know, further believe that it was a certain person. And then after being told I was a liar and what have you, I blocked everybody. And when I say I blocked everybody, I mean, I went on social media. I went on my in my contacts. Everything I had them on, I blocked them. And let me just give you a little more context. I am now 100% independent from my family. I am in a very happy and healthy relationship romantically. I have the most amazing support system I've ever had in my entire life right now. And when I say I didn't give a fuck, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, listen... I'm grown as shit. Y'all aren't going to talk to me no type of way because I don't appreciate that. Not only that, but y'all are quick to call me, to ridicule me, but y'all are so slow to call me to congratulate me. And that is how I know that you are not even worth my energy at this point because my peace of mind is more important than whatever ill feelings you feel like you have towards me, especially when you will not tell me who the source is. Because you're basically telling me, I'm basically like an an encyclopedia, right? You're telling the encyclopedia that Wikipedia was right. And I don't appreciate that because anybody can go on Wikipedia and edit Wikipedia. Whereas I have a whole board of people that write me and that make sure I have correct information and you're going to try to discredit me. And that is what I want to focus on. Do not let anyone invalidate or discredit you to try to take your piece away. So... How about you tell us, what did you do to get over it in such a short amount of time? Okay, so it's a whole system. Now, you might have to tailor it to how you personally are because everybody's different. So let me just be 100% honest. I am a Libra. When I say I am a Libra, I am emotional. I easily cry about things. I believe in righteousness and justice. And when I feel injustice or, you know, I feel like, someone has really done me wrong, I have a certain way of dealing with it. So I immediately get emotional. And what I do personally, because this is me, I call Candace because out of all my friends, out of my closest friends, she's the one that can handle emotional CC. I use my other friends for different things, which we talked about in our last episode. It's okay because I know Candace can handle it. And so after calling Candace, I called my sister, you know, to talk to her about it because it had to do with our family and I knew that she would understand. Then I called my mom because I just needed mommy's comfort. And then by the time I got off the phone with my mom, I was just watching TV and playing with my dog. And after I blocked them, I literally took a second to cry it all out and get out all my emotions and scream and vent. And then I was like, all right, now we're not going to waste another minute on them because they don't pay your bills. They don't feed you. They don't do anything for you. So you're good. Ultimately, you're good. So what was going on internally? Internally, I was angry. I wanted to blow up. Like we said before, many times we're from New York and we're also Caribbean. And so our anger (laughs) can be very quick. You know, it's not necessarily that it lasts long. It could just be very quick, like quick to anger. And I've been working on my anger. And so with me being angry, I wanted to punch something. I wanted to fight. Like I was just like, 
ugh, because I always feel like I have to defend myself to people who should know me. That is what I don't care for, is that you know my character and you know that I am a genuine person, yet you are believing the lies that the people who I am accusing of outing me (laughs) are saying, you know, things. So it's just, I was angry. I was very disappointed. Oh gosh, you know how bad it feels to feel disappointed in the people that you trust the most. It's like Tiana Taylor's song, Rose in Harlem. It's always the people who are close to you. It's always the people who are nearest to you. And it sucks because those are the people that you look up to the most. And they're the people that will let you down before anyone else. And that's why I hate the saying blood is thicker than water because honey, that is not true. I have water that is frozen, rock solid, and it's not going nowhere. And it's so much thicker than blood. 100%. I don't like that saying either. Mm. I think that's crap. Like you said, I have water that is solid, bro. And they're not going anywhere, no matter what. I have friends who love me unconditionally when family could not. How did you feel when you were coming uphill? Like when you became at peace with it? What did that ladder look like? It looked very similar to the stages of grief. To be honest, you know, there was a lot of sadness, then there was anger, then there was denial. You know, it was a lot of similar things to grief because to me, it felt like my relationship with that person died. And that is what I think disrupted my peace was you betrayed me and I looked up to you so much and I cared for you so much that you did one of the most unspeakable things and my peace is now disrupted. Oh girl, and let me not even tell you, it literally happened the day after my girlfriend deployed. I lost my great aunt a week before that and then my cousin lost her dad before that and then we lost a family friend before that. So I've had nothing but (laughs) death and sadness and then that was like the icing on the cake for me. So it it looked a lot like grief and it was really hard and it took a lot of self-awareness and trying to check in with myself to see what I was really upset about, which is why today I can tell you I was more upset about my trust being betrayed than the actual information, you know, being said. Right. I completely get that. Like, So, Cece, what are some self-care tips that you have? It depends. So when I'm like really, really, really upset and I just have been like in a rut for a couple of days, I like to paint and I paint on relatively small canvases. So it doesn't take long to get the whole thing covered in paint. It's really affirming. And I paint whatever comes to mind. I also like to do my nails because Candace taught me when we were in eighth grade, the worse you feel, the more you dress up because it just helps you feel better. Even though you told me that in eighth grade, I literally used it as a mantra to this very day. And I'm so grateful for you because you don't even know how much that has helped me since eighth grade. I'm like, well, my friend from Once Upon a Time said <laughs> that I usually do it. And then, you know, I have my fur babies. And so usually I'll take them on a walk or, you know, maybe this is bad and this is why I need a budget, but I'll go to PetSmart and buy them a new toy. <laughs> because seeing them happy makes me happy. And then I also, I take breaks from people. I will put my phone on do not disturb, put on like senseless TV that doesn't require any emotional energy. Candace hates this because every time she calls me, I'm watching some new competition show and I get so into it. 
it was the floor is lava it's on netflix and <laughs> i'm laughing because candace was like again girl i was like i don't have any emotional energy today <laughs> like, i'm trying to make it work we've talked about how i feel about this last situation and how i preserved my peace for that but it is so important to try to define your own life and define that line where your life becomes your life and your parents life becomes their parents life when you feel like you have to take care of the household or take care of your parents that is a really really hard line to draw because nobody taught you how to draw that line nobody taught you how to say okay my mom isn't exactly what I would look up to as far as this sense, but I look up to her in this sense and I should embrace that and stop trying to force her to be this image I think that she should be. And with preserving your peace, preserving your peace with family and trying to find what your peace looks like. Me and Candace talked about this, Brown Girls, where we talked about what does peace look like? What does that look like for you? Because Candace's version of peace and my version of peace look different. Whereas Candace would like to go out, get her nails done, go shopping, eat at the finest restaurants, have brunch, mimosas, all that good stuff. My idea of peace is being in my house, lights off, animals are chilling, I'm watching TV or I'm listening to music, you know, reading or writing letters to my girlfriend who's deployed by the way she just texted me and said hey Candace and so I wanted to tell you that she said hi just now but that is so important and also brown girls preserve your peace in your relationships because nobody ever talks about that preserve your peace in your relationship okay or your situationships whatever it is a situationship is when you're kind of dealing with someone but you're not but you kind of are but you kind of have claim but you don't but you don't that's why it's a situationship and not a relationship but with your relationships can only speak from experience with mine um and my past relationships what i found was i i would go so hard on things that they wouldn't and end up the only one upset And that is when I learned how to preserve my peace in my relationship. So, for example, I can't give any specific like arguments because when me and my girlfriend argue, y'all, if it's not something that's like huge, we normally forget it by like three weeks later. (laughs) We normally forget what the argument was about in the first place. In my relationship, My girlfriend's an asshole. I'm just put that out there. Babe, if you're listening, you're an asshole. You know it. I tell you every day, but I love you with everything in me. She's an asshole and I'm super sensitive. That is a terrible combination. And we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. But for example, one of the things that I would maybe get emotional about is some of the things that she posts on social media. And that's just because of my own insecurities and things that I've been through in the past. Some of the things she posts, I'm like, "Mm -mm, I don't like that. And she's like, well, I posted it and it is what it is. And (laughs) you can basically unfriend me if you don't want to see it. And I was like, how dare you? Like you are my girlfriend. And if I don't like something, you should delete it. And then I had to talk to Candace. (laughs) I talked to Candace. She was like, girl, why are you even upset? Because 
my girlfriend can't monitor what I'm posting. And if you're trying to monitor her, I can understand why she's upset. And meanwhile, Candace's girlfriend's like, uh-uh, I get how you're feeling, C, because I didn't like that either. <laughs> I don't know if we've said this, but Cece's very much like my girlfriend and I'm very much like her girlfriend. So when she wants like an inside scoop to what her girlfriend may be thinking in the situation, like that social media situation, I'm like, wait, why are you even mad? <laughs> like... You wouldn't let her monitor what you're posting. So why are you trying to do that? See, but for me, it was, okay, it's what she's posting. It's like, these. it's not everything that she posts. Because there are a lot of posts that she posts that I don't agree with. And I'm like, okay, whatever, it's hers. But it's really posts that I feel in particular disrespect our relationship. I don't know. It makes our relationship look like a certain thing. I don't know. And even like if she were to like post like some Instagram model which I know she she would never cheat on me and you know like all those things but still because I don't look like that and because like I'm on my own weight loss journey I'd be like why are you posting her like why are you posting you know and that is for me to reflect on that has nothing to do with her and I had to ask myself is it a deal breaker if she posts this again is this going to be something you break up with her for and nine times out of ten it's no (laughs) right we haven't reached the 10 out of 10 time right that one time that I would but Nine times out of 10, it would be, no, I wouldn't break up with her for that because she's a person who just talks shit and just posts what she likes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that she wants that or, you know, whatever. It could be something that's funny because she has a really dark sense of humor. I love you so much, babe. And so that in those moments, that's when I would choose to preserve my peace and just to not go on social media that day or just not look at her story because it was like, you're triggered by it. But she is not the one who caused your pain in the first place. So there's no reason to punish her for what you did, you know, or for how you feel about it. Also, like I said, she's an asshole. This was the whole point of this. She's an asshole. Okay. She does not apologize for things that she does not feel like she's wrong for, like myself. It's so funny because on the days that we both wake up and one of us is kind of crabby and the other one isn't like straight out the bed, we're like, okay, we just, we just avoid all arguments. It's literally like, okay. All right. Okay. You want to do this? Okay. Oh, you're going to say something slick? I'm going to just ignore it because I know you woke up on the wrong side of the bed today because I know you don't really mean it. And that is how you preserve your peace. If your partner is trying to argue with you, you don't have to argue back. And that's the thing. My girlfriend will not argue back with me at all. She will not. She If she does not feel like it's worth it, she will not argue back with me because she's preserving her peace. And whereas I used to get upset about that because I'm like, no, if you love me, we need to work this out. We need to argue to figure it out. And you need to listen to me and you need to talk to me and da 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 And then I never realized she's literally just preserving her peace. She's just literally saying, not today, Satan. That's it. <laughs> so, like, I remember you were talking about if your girlfriend posts certain things on social media, how it would bother you. My girlfriend is you in these situations. But it'll be, like, out in public, though. So I don't notice anything. I don't notice anything. She'll be out with me, and people are dead flirting with her. And I won't notice. Or I'll notice and it doesn't bother me. And she gets mad that it doesn't bother me. (laughs) You're beautiful. Of course they're going to flirt with you. You're stunning. Yeah. It's like, duh. Yeah. If it's a complete blatant disrespect, like if they're going to come like, hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear, I would be pissed off. Now I'm swinging. But if it's like, oh, cute little glances and they're giggling a little too hard and stuff like that, I don't care. 
whenever she posts certain things, there's obviously people who find her attractive, so they'll be all up in it too. And that doesn't bother me either. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, okay, let me just, <laughs> I don't share. I don't, I don't think Sharon is caring with everything. <laughs> so I would notice it. Unlike you, I would notice it. I would be like, mm. and I have noticed it a couple times where I've been like, okay, this bitch is trying me and she don't know how to knock her head off her shoulders. I'm really not that violent, y'all, but don't piss me off because that is that is not a good look. So in those moments, I literally just look them right in their face and I'm like, babe, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, no, she doesn't want that. Or, okay, yeah, we'll take that. It's not like you can take her from me, so it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like you're any competition. It's okay that you can look, because people look at me. People look at you. Like, we're we're all attractive. Like, we all get looked at. What are you supposed to do in that situation? Like, are you supposed to pay? Oh, bitch, don't be looking at my man. Don't be looking at my girlfriend. Like, what are you supposed to do? I'm going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I would just be like, oh, shit. You know, your girlfriend would probably call me before that. Your girlfriend would probably call me and be like, let me tell you what just happened. And I'm already getting the bail money together. (laughs) And I'll talk to you later. And I'll be like, okay, great. Just have, have her call me. When she gets out and is done doing her bid. Um, and I feel like you would smile in your mugshot <laughs> after doing. Because if I was in that situation, I feel like I feel like I would just go to her manager and get her fired if I could. <laughs> what were you, how? 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 Okay. She's, yeah, she's, right. being, uh, she's being unprofessional and she's badly reflecting on your restaurant. She's a employee who's sitting here shooting her shot to my girlfriend in front of me. Like, I'm not going to say something about it. So either you need to send her home or I'm going to catch her outside after her shift. You got two choices. Send her home without pay (laughs) or I'm going to beat her ass. (laughs) And then not only that, but I'm going to go on Yelp and I'm going to leave hella reviews. I will will literally get all my friends to leave bad reviews, like one-star reviews on that restaurant. Girl, what about preserving your peace? That is preserving my peace. That is creating the peace to then preserve it because you had me fucked up when you did that. You saw me thin across from her. And when I was trying to be peaceful <laughs> and ignore you, <laughs> that's when you wanted to be extra disrespectful and then give her your number. That means you're asking for an ass whooping. If y'all aren't from New York, let me tell you something. That is asking for an ass whooping. That is like going up to somebody's girlfriend or boyfriend or whomever, whatever you identify with, and literally looking them in the face and say, I want you leave your girlfriend. That is an ass whooping because who the fuck do you think you are? But you know what? With my girlfriend, I probably wouldn't even have to say anything because I feel like she would go the fuck off before I did. If someone were to disrespect our relationship, especially in front of me, my girlfriend would be like, are you dumb? Like, and she's rude. Like, she's an asshole. Like, she does not care. So I feel like she would read her and that girl would literally regret even looking in our direction yeah that's my girlfriend she's a torrent she's a bull she's like are you dumb i don't have to check anybody when she's around like she's on it and that just shows that you need to date people that will help preserve your peace (laughs) because like in a world full of karens and bitches that's always gonna try you you know terrible supervisors and anything that can really disrupt your peace it is so important for you to surround yourself with people that only uplift you and add to your peace 
And I think that is really important as well. And we're not promoting violence, y'all. I think it's the Caribbean in us. We're not promoting violence. Like, if you have a smack a bitch, you got to smack a bitch. And then you just got to do your bid and do your time. But that's not necessarily the answer all the time. Definitely, 99% of the time, that's not the answer. Open discussion can help a lot. Or just choosing not to be mad. I've done that a couple times. I'm like, ooh, you are trying me. But you can't have my piece today. Not today, Satan. And then I just keep it pushing. I'm like, I'm just going to push it out. Like, I don't give a crap what you just said. I don't care what you just did. I'm pushing it out. It's so funny because when I'm trying to regain my peace after somebody's knocked it out of its balance. You. You knocked it out of its balance. No one can alter your peace but you. Okay. Brown girls, you heard that from Candace. (laughs) Only you can disrupt your peace. Okay, so let me tell you about the outside factors that may make you disrupt your own peace, since you want to put it like that. (laughs) So when you have outside factors that are trying to disrupt your peace, for me specifically, I love to put on my headphones and just blast music. It cleanses my soul. And I usually put on a song that matches my mood. So if I'm like really pissed and I just want to feel like really thugged out and like really just like I'm going to shoot something, I usually listen to Warning by Biggie. And it's just because it goes so hard. So in, you know, situations where I'm trying to preserve my peace um, from any outside factors that may try to make me forget my religion because I am Christian y'all I want y'all to know that like I I am a baptized Christian who is a lesbian (laughs) I got baptized on December 6th 2018 so relatively you know um recent and when I'm trying to preserve my peace and remember that I am a Christian I pray and if if I'm not calm enough to pray, because I like to pray when, not when I have everything figured out, because you don't have to pray when you just have everything figured out. But I like to pray when I feel like I'm being authentic. I don't like to pray based on my initial feelings. I like to pray for the aftermath, just because my initial feelings are usually based on my trauma And the aftermath is usually where I'm able to think about what actually is making me upset. So I like to pray when I know exactly what's making me upset. But if I'm not praying, I usually put on a song that matches my mood. And if I'm like angry and I'm just like, oh, I just want to just go off. I usually put on something hip hop or hard, you know, something that may talk about violent things because I can't do it. So if I can listen to a song that's saying I'm going to do this, this and this, (laughs) it might make me feel a little better. Whereas, you know, if I'm really sad or I need a boost, I'll listen to some gospel music or I'll listen to some uplifting songs. Personally, one of my favorite gospel songs that is relatively new is War Cry by Queen Naja. And every time I listen to it, I just I get chills everywhere and I just play it on repeat until I find my peace. That was not a sponsorship. We do not know Queen Naja that I just love that song from her because she was so real. And she was literally saying, like, devil, you cannot have my time. You cannot have my soul. You cannot have me. And that is why I sing that song specifically. You know what really helps me is to start the day off on the right foot in the first place. It's harder to knock me down during the day and harder to get a reaction out of me when I've started the day off right. 
That means I woke up on time. I didn't snooze. I drank my lemon water. I did my morning meditation and I did my morning workout. I can alternate the meditation and workout, but I just genuinely love meditating in the morning because when I set my intention for the day, even if little things come up and try to knock me down that day, it's so much more difficult. It takes a lot more to get a reaction out of me once I've meditated. Kind of preventative measure. And when I don't do it, I do notice a difference. I'm more irritable. I'm more, I'm ready to, I'm ready to respond a lot quicker if I don't meditate. So Candace is giggling right now because honey, when I tell you how many times I have to check Candace in the morning, because she's not really a morning person. She never really has been. But when she takes control of her mornings, you can tell on the days that she does not get up on the right side of the bed by because you live <laughs> on a in a different time zone than I do. But usually by the time it's noon where I am and about 11 where Candace is, I'm usually able to tell her, hey, you were a little crabby this morning. I get that you have an attitude with your girlfriend right now, but she really didn't mean it. And because you were already upset, you really lashed out at her for no reason. And I think when you're ready to, you should apologize for lashing out. Not for what you said, but just for, you know, being mean when she didn't really cause your anger. Now that she is really focusing on doing her tea and, and practicing her meditation, you can see a huge, huge improvement in her overall mood and for you brown girls I challenge you to find what your peace looks like that is going to be our challenge for this week since every episode we challenge you to do something that's your brown girl challenge for this week go ahead and try to self-reflect and see what your peace looks like your peace may not look like mine it may not look like Candace. As you can see, our peace and how we preserve our peace is very much tailored to who we are, how we are, our schedules, what we do every day. And we find time to make peace within ourselves. If you're always with people, if you're always doing something, you have very little time to really self-reflect on who you are and how you are. And once you know who you are and how you are, brown girls, you can accomplish anything. You can preserve your peace in the face of any kind of trouble. You will be able to uplift others and help teach them how to preserve their peace because if you don't fight for your peace, no one else will. That's the point right there. If you don't do it, if you don't take care of you, how are you going to expect somebody else to do it? They really can't. If you think about it, how are they going to fix what's in you? Mm -hmm. Whether that's taking a bath, chilling on your couch, drinking some wine, meditating, whatever it looks like for you, just try it. Take the next week and then slide into our comments and let us know what your piece is. What do you, what did you find out about yourself this week? Candice, that is perfect. We can definitely do that. And Brown Girls, if you go ahead and DM us, we will 
go ahead and give you a shout out on our Instagram. We are currently making a Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you're ready to follow that. Again, if you follow us at Brown Girl Power Hour on Instagram and you DM us what you think about this episode, you enter the raffle to get a free surprise from me and Canvas as a thank you for listening to us. We will post some more details on our story. Again, that is at Brown Girl Power Hour. Well, Brown Girls, again, this has been an amazing episode. This is something that we struggle with every day. And we are uplifting each other. And we are uplifting you in the process. All right, Brown Girls, we wish you peace, power, and love for the rest of the week. I'm signing off. This is Ciara. And Candice. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.